RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Three residential buildings are locked down overnight as the government ramps up mandatory COVID testing. An online radio host has been arrested for a second time by National Security Police. And an estimated 100,000 people take to the streets in Myanmar to protest against this week's military coup. Three residential blocks in Mong Kok, Quarry Bay and Hong Hum have become the latest to be locked down under the government's overnight COVID-19 mandatory testing scheme. Residents of Hoi Yu House, Wiley Building and Cheung Lok Mansion will have to get tested for the coronavirus unless they've already done so in the past two days and can show proof of a negative test result. The move comes after authorities found confirmed cases in the buildings recently and the operation is expected to be completed by around 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Andy Yu, a Yao Chenmong district councillor, questioned the need to seal off the block in Mong Kok when there was just one confirmed COVID-19 case found there recently. The Civic Party councillor also said the building houses some 1,300 residents and a hostel for homeless people that has around 100 beds, expressing doubts as to whether or not the authorities can finish the operation on time. Hong Kong has reported 27 new COVID-19 cases today. Dr. Chuan Shukwan from the Center for Health Protection said one of the cases was a pregnant woman who should have been sent into quarantine when a family member came down with the virus last month. She avoided quarantine because the family member had hidden the fact they lived together. The 32-year-old woman became unwell on Wednesday and was confirmed as having the virus today. Dr. Chuang said another mandatory testing order will be issued for her building on 159 Reclamation Street in Yaomate. She added authorities may take legal action against the two patients. Under Prevention and Control Ordinance, under CAP 599D, there's a disclosure of information. So if we have evidence that the confirmed case has intentionally refused to disclose all the information and are hiding information from us that may lead to spread of illness, we may take legal action on this ordinance. 24 of today's cases were locally acquired, six from an unknown source. Democratic Party Chairman Lo Ken Hei has accused the government of suppressing opposition voices after an online radio host was arrested for a second time by National Security Police while out on bail. Wan Yu Sing, also known as Giggs on the internet radio channel D100, was previously arrested for alleged links to a fundraising campaign for young Hong Kong protesters who want to study in Taiwan. Mr. Lo condemned the arrest. I think the arrest of the online host again, I think it is another time that the, that the regime is trying to suppress the Hong Kong people's voice. And we know that the online host, he has a lot of audience and uh, we believe that he has done his things uh, in a very genuine manner and he is a very good person, I, lo- I know him. Uh, and I think that he is very unfortunate that the, uh, the regime targeted him as one of those uh, who is to be suppressed, repressed, and um, I think that kind of uh, arrest will never make Hong Kong people surrender. In a statement, police said they arrested a 52-year-old male on Hong Kong Island today for seditious intent and breach of the crime's ordinance. Last year, another activist, Tam Tak Chi, became the first person to be charged with sedition under the ordinance. 
Up to 100,000 demonstrators have gathered on the streets of Myanmar's largest city, Yangon, as anger mounts against last week's military coup. In a second day of protest, people handed flowers to police to try to win their support and call for the release of the elected leader, Aung San Suu Kyi. One of the protesters, who asked not to be named, told the BBC defending democracy was the only option. We are afraid, but yet uh, we need our democracy because uh, our our country elected government and uh, the democracy has been hijacked. It has been hijacked wrong from us. That's why we have to fight back and take back our democracy. Peaceful demonstrations took place in other cities, though police fired shots to break up a rally in the southern town of Miyawadi. Internet services have been partially restored, but the military has not commented on the protests. The police have seized 63 million Hong Kong dollars worth of cannabis buds in Maipo, the second biggest seizure of the drug in Hong Kong. Officers found 280 kilograms of the drug and arrested a 41-year-old man when they raided a warehouse on Friday. The man, who's believed to be a core member of the drug syndicate, has been charged with drug trafficking and will appear in Kowloon City Magistrates Court tomorrow. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. An 86-year-old woman has died after being hit by a medium goods vehicle this morning. The incident took place at a loading area on Shakok Street in Tin Sum. She sustained serious head injuries and was declared dead at the scene. Police arrested a 38-year-old man on suspicion of dangerous driving causing death. At least nine people have died after a part of a Himalayan glacier broke away in northern India. The BBC's Anvarasan Etherajan reports. Several rivers flow through the Indian state of Uttarakhand and the sources for many of them are glaciers of the western Himalayas. The government says a part of the glacier which feeds the Dauliganga River has broken away, leading to a massive surge of water. Dramatic video showed a torrent washing away parts of a dam, but the state chief minister said the water level downstream was stabilizing. But the government has nevertheless asked people living close to the river banks to evacuate. A unit of the National Disaster Management Force has been rushed to the area. The head of the United Nations Food Agency, David Beasley, says a deal has been reached with Ethiopia to expand its operations in the northern region of Tigray and to improve access for aid. Here's the BBC's Mary Harper. Following a visit to Tigray, Mr Beasley said he'd struck a deal with the government to improve access for aid workers. He said nearly three million people were in urgent need of help. The UN and other agencies have repeatedly complained about not being able to reach those most at risk. The Ethiopian government has downplayed reports that people are starving. It says it's provided food aid to nearly 2 million people. It's difficult to verify this because of a media blackout. All sides in the conflict have been accused of grave human rights abuses, including using rape and starvation as weapons of war. An ally of Alexei Navalny has called on the European Union to implement sanctions targeting those responsible for persecuting him. Vladimir Ashurkov told the BBC he thought criticism of the EU foreign policy chief Josep Borrell's recent trip to Moscow was misplaced. While Mr Borrell was in Moscow, Mr Navalny was again in court, and Russia announced it was expelling three European diplomats who had attended protests against his detention. A lawyer in Egypt is taking action against a medical clinic in Cairo for appearing to provide female genital mutilation under the guise of cosmetic surgery. This report from the BBC's Sebastian Usher. 
The campaigning lawyer Reda El Dambuki is demanding the arrest of a gynaecologist in Cairo who's posted a publicity video with more than 30,000 views in which she disavows FGM for children but then offers a new cosmetic surgery that Mr El Dambuki says is clearly still female genital mutilation. In Britain, the Shadow Attorney General Lord Falconer has apologised after calling the coronavirus pandemic a gift that keeps on giving for lawyers. Lord Falconer, who served in several ministerial roles during the Labour government of Tony Blair, made the comments during an online legal seminar in June last year. Lord Falconer said his choice of words were regrettable, but his comments were about the pace of change to the law being made by the government. A white Bengal tiger who had escaped from a zoo enclosure in Indonesia has been captured alive after a 24-hour search. The BBC's Celia Hatton has the details. Searchers used drones to find the white tiger who had slipped through a hole in her cage into nearby jungle. A second tiger that had also escaped from the zoo in West Kalimantan had already been shot dead. Officials said that couldn't be helped. They said it was being aggressive. The pair of female tigers killed a zookeeper and several animals on Friday. Zoos in Indonesia have frequently been criticized for failing to care for their animals properly. A lack of funding due to the pandemic has increased concerns about mismanagement and possible involvement in illicit animal trafficking. To sports now, and just one result so far in the English Premier League, where Spurs have beaten West Brom by two goals to nil. In cricket, England spinner Dom Bess claimed four wickets to leave India struggling to avoid the follow-on, despite Rishabh Pant's blazing 91 on day three of the opening test. And India reached 257 for six at stumps in response to England's 578 in Chennai. And that's the news from RTHK. Thanks to Ben Shea. We'll have more headlines at midnight. This is Daryl Miller. This thing called love.
Daryl Miller featuring uh, Laurie Elise there and uh, this thing called Love. Uh, taken from one of those uh, collections, dipping into the uh, expansion records. Once again, the UK soul label. They have a luxury soul collection came out every year and I just play them heavily on this programme on a Sunday night on three. And... Um, Managed to get hold of Luxury Soul 2014. Yes. So we're going back in time with that one. And uh, Daryl Miller, uh, this 